All right. Greetings, brothers and sisters. We praise the Lord for his goodness and for his uh, mercy. We thank him for every uh, opportunity that he gives us. We don't take it lightly. I know we say that a lot. We say it um, um, as often as we can um, because it's true. We don't want to take it for granted. Um, we thank the Lord for an opportunity to share his word. This is um, the word for uh, October um, 1st, um, 2023. We thank the Lord another wonderful uh, Sunday morning. Um, and I pray that when you hear this word, that uh, the Lord will bless you really, really, really good, that you're going to learn something from it. Make sure you have your Bible with you. That's always going to be important. Uh, you don't want to approach this without the word of God, because it's the word of God that's going to allow you to, to check and fact check the things that come across. You should always be doing that anyway. Um, we got you. You don't just take anything blindly in that face value, but check it against the word. You need to make sure that what you're hearing um, from those that are teaching and preaching, you ought to be able to follow along and make sure that you see it for yourself. Amen. Amen. Um, after all, this is uh, the purpose of these Bible studies is not to uh, simply just feed you with the word of God, but is also uh, to teach you how um, to, to feed yourself, how to fish, how to use, how to divide the word of God. This is why we take our time when we're going through the scripture. We may have a scripture set as we do. Um, and in this particular case, it's Jeremiah chapter 36, verses one through seven um, at this point anyway. Um, and, and we do have that, that scripture set, but even though we have that scripture set, we didn't, our purpose is not to fly through it. It's not to hurry up and get through, uh, in order to make, um, some, um, some ground and, and to at hold, adhere to some sort of agenda. No, the, the, we, 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 this is, <laughs> the, we, we want God to speak. Amen. And if God calls an audible and decides to change something up midstream, uh, mid lesson, that's that's what's going to happen. And the lesson's going to follow that because that's where you and I are going to be blessed when we let the Holy Spirit have his perfect work within us. Now, brothers and sisters, we're in the ninth lesson. Amen. Um, in this uh, series that we have begun um, a while ago. Um, with the topic of addendums to our life's story, addendums to our life's story. Now, the scripture text, as I gave you, was Jeremiah 36 verses one through seven. And for those of you who do not have a Bible, um, be, um, uh, maybe you're in a position where you actually cannot have one near you. For those of you that do have it, please crack it open, whether it's on your phone or however, it doesn't really matter to me. But for the benefit of those of you that do not have it, the word of God says this. And it came to pass in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, that this word came unto Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Take thee a roll of a book and write therein all the words that I have spoken unto thee against Israel and against Judah and against all the nations. From the day I spake unto thee, from the days of Josiah, even unto this day. Amen. It may be that the house of Judah will hear all the evil, which I purpose to do unto them, that they may return every man from his evil way, that I may forgive their iniquity and their sin. Then Jeremiah called Baruch, the son of Neri, and Baruch wrote from the mouth of Jeremiah, all the words of the Lord, which he had spoken unto him upon a roll of a book. And Jeremiah commanded Baruch saying, I am shut up. I cannot go into the house of the Lord. Therefore go thou and read in the roll, which thou hast written from my mouth, the words of the Lord, 
in the ears of the people in the house, in the Lord's house upon the fasting day. And also thou shalt read them in the ears of all Judah that come out of their cities. It may be they will present their supplication before the Lord and will return everyone from his evil way. For great is the anger and the fury that the Lord hath pronounced against this people. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his word. And as always, the blessing is in the obedience. There is a blessing to just hear the word, but it will always pale in comparison to the blessing that is to be found when you take the word in and then you obey the word, okay? Because that's what the word is meant. It's meant to be obeyed. Now, brothers and sisters, we are picking this back up. I told you that our topic here was addendums to our life's story. Amen. Addendums to our life's story. And um, in lesson eight, this is lesson nine, but in lesson eight, um, we broke down and got into that that topic. We, we, we kind of explained what, what this title means, addendums to our life story. And we started out with just giving you kind of a, a, a basic um, um, definition for an addendum. And, and in a nutshell, an addendum is something that is added okay a thing that is added so it's an addition to something um and if you think of it in terms of a book because we are talking about that he did the lord told jeremiah to um to take the words that he he gave him and write them um in the role of a book okay amen so an addendum in the context of a book amen is that of a supplement Okay, so it's it, it may be chapters or, or information, it doesn't matter, but it's more uh, it's 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 when uh, it's when the book is 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 complete, seemingly complete. Amen. And then more is added to it at a later time. Okay, so that's an addendum. Okay, it's it's after we've it's we've reached the finality or the conclusion, or we finished up the book and, and I'm talking specifically now in terms of a book. Okay, and it's it's all said it's it's all said and done. And um, and then it and then it becomes necessary for one reason or another to add something more to it. So in the context of a book, if something more needs to be added to a book after the story has been wrapped up or has um, has been written. Amen. OK, um, if more should need to be to be written or or included, then it will be included in a chapter usually that will be in the back that will um, after um, that it, uh, in the back of the book. So after the main story or the main context of the book wraps up, it'll be in a it'll be in a it'll be in an additional chapter. Okay, in a section um, that um, uh, may be called a variety of different things. Okay, and so um, an addendum again is what is added, amen, um, to uh, a book. Now, keeping with the theme of a book, because we're going to go right into our scripture here in just, in just a moment, but I want to segue again, um, picking up a few threads from the last lesson, lesson eight that we talked about. If you go to Hebrews chapter 12, and I want you to look at verse number two. Again, that's Hebrews chapter 12, verse number two. Okay. And this is a line again with keeping with this concept of a story or, um, or add or a book or an adding to, okay. Um, the Bible says looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. Amen. That a portion looking unto Jesus, 
the author and the finisher of our faith. The rest goes as, as this and says, for who the for who uh who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down on the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. In verse number um two of chapter 12 of Hebrews, we get a we get a a, a very interesting and a wonderful um description of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We are um, we are treated to a view, if you will, of one of the the functions or one of the the duties or the things that God does on our behalf or does for mankind. This one is very interesting because this one here is done for everybody. Okay. This is this one's done for um, this is one this is this is applicable for every single person. Now, whether that person is saved or not is irrelevant. OK, now there are more that comes into a play when they are saved or whatnot. But uh, at a base level, OK, um, taking and setting salvation aside. OK, but on the strength of being a of human being, this here is an act of God that 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 is performed okay um for everyone the bible says looking unto jesus the author and finisher of our faith now if you look at our life as a story the bible uh, in the context of a story or being likened unto a story or or a book the word of God is showing you that that the Lord, Amen. Because when we talk about Jesus, and we and we and we and we, dis, and we discuss this at uh, um, at at a good length in in a previous lesson, maybe maybe been the very last lesson um, in there um, that we talked about it. But when we talk about Jesus, we're talking about God. Now, that's the first thing I want you to keep in mind. Okay, when we say Jesus, yes, He is our Savior, Amen. Yes, He is our High Priest. All of these different things. But you need to understand, Jesus is God. Okay, to make it very plain for you, so that you under you you understand what the Bible teaches, because we we're talking plain here. We're not we're not we're not hiding anything. We're not putting thing under under a barrel somewhere, and we're not trying to use big fifteen million dollar words and make it all obscure. No, 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 and no, and more. No, the, Jesus is God. Now, whether you accept that or not, that's your business. That's that's your business. That's your prerogative. If you you would do well to accept it and to understand that, Amen. Even the devils know that um, and accept that. But 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 man has always proven to be the the <laughs> some of the most hard headed of all of God's creation and uh, loves to go and do his own thing when he really just should not. So should you decide to to totally ignore everything that shows you um, who God is and to say that he's not Jesus is not okay. That's that that's fine. Did that, that but the Bible teaches that God prepared Himself a body. Okay. The Bible teaches that by very plainly and very quickly that you and I were, we're lost in sin. Okay. Um, we were separated from God by way of sin. Amen. Sin separates us from God. Okay. And you can read that throughout the scripture. And I invite you to do your own study on that so that you will see that for yourself. You should very easily and quickly be able to come up um, with that. Amen. But sin separates us from God. Amen. Amen. Now in this separation, you have to understand um, our only destination at that point, really, because we are from that point of the fall of Adam and Eve, that would be the introduction of, of sin into the human family. Amen. 
Amen. Was when they, when they, when Adam and Eve operated in disobedience. Amen. Amen. Because that, 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 that's what that sin was. The sin that they operated in was disobedience. They, they, and it, it, the reason the matter does, it doesn't matter at this point. The point is, is that the end result was disobedience and disobedience is going to always get you in trouble. So for those of you who are contemplating doing something different than what God told you to do, please don't just, just, just stop right where you are. Desist, hold what you got, stand still. Don't go no further. Just behave. Don't do it because it's not going to work. Okay. Now I have told you, and if you want to go further than that, again, that's your business. You go ahead and do that. And then you'll, you'll, and then what you didn't want to learn through, um, through, um, through, through experience of others, you'll, you'll, you'll gain firsthand experience of why that doesn't work. So hopefully you don't have, you're not, you know, you won't be that hardheaded. Um, but if you do that, you know, hardheadedness is also a prerogative. You have a choice to be, be, be hardheaded. Okay. Um, and, and so, but, but, but we sin entered the human family. And as a result of that, our connection with God, at least the, 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 the one that God wanted that was severed and sin broke our fellowship and it broke our relation with God. And from that point, amen, death entered into the human family. Amen. So as it stands, we're all on a journey. Amen. We're all in the process of dying. Amen. Physically, and if we don't get our soul worked out, we will also die spiritually. Okay. The finally, our, the final death will be eternal separation. That's what we mean by spiritual death there. Okay. Now you need to understand we are in a way, we are also dead in sin. I want you to understand we are dead in, we are, we are dead in our sin. So spiritually we are dead, you know, but you know, we are, we are both dead and dying. Okay. Your, your, your spirit is both dead and dying. I know it sounds like, well, how can that be? It's dead because you disconnected from God right now. If you have not been water baptized in the name of Jesus after having repented of your sins, after hearing the gospel and, and being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, then you're not listening in your spirit, man, you're dead. You're, you're disconnected from God. You are not on God's side. That's what that means. It means you are not in league with God. It doesn't matter that you have a love for God, that you have a like for God, that you respect spiritual things in church and all. No, if you have not done what he told you to do, you got to repent of your sins. You can read this in the book of Acts chapter two. You can start at verse 36 and you can keep going on. Therein is gives you the, the, the formula for salvation. That's what they had to do. It's what you got to do. Amen. You, you, after hearing that gospel, hearing that word, if you have not repented of your sin and you have not been water baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, amen, and you have not been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost and not no tricky Holy Ghost, the real deal, and you'll know it because there is a sign that accompanies it, you will be able to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of the Lord gives you utterance. Now, if you have not done that, okay, it doesn't matter whether you respect holy things things or the things of God, you are, listen, you are still dead in your sin. Okay. So you are dead because you are disconnected from God because obeying the gospel, obeying what I just told you about, that is the only way that God has given us to get reconnected to him. So sin severed us, but you got to get reconnected and you got to obey that gospel. Got to be born again. Amen. Amen. Now, now here's the, now here's the thing. If you haven't done that, you are disconnected from God. So you are dead, but then you are also dying at the same time. So you're already dead, but you're also dying. 
you're you're dying because the longer you persist in this state of deadness, okay, you are marching toward the finality of this thing, which will be eternal separation. Final death, absolute death, if you will, is eternal separation from God. That is final and absolute death. You are, if you, if you're, listen, if you are, uh, if you're, if you can hear the sound of my voice right now, you're not there yet. You still have an opportunity. Okay. But you are dying. You're headed that way. You understand? Now, those who have been born again and are on God's side, you understand something. The flesh is falling. So that marches ever on towards death, to the grave. That's going, that about this body is going, is going to pass away. You understand? But the process of dying, amen, has been halted, has been stopped because of the presence of the spirit of God within the believer. Amen. Amen. We are made alive to God by way of the presence of God's spirit in us. Amen. 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 We are alive through his spirit. So the process of death, the final death, has no hold over you, has no hold over, over a believer. They, they won't meet that end. Amen. They, they carry it on and walk with the way they're supposed to. They, they won't, they won't, they, a, a believer has nothing to fear and nothing to worry about the final death. They're not going to do it. No. The only thing that's going to happen for the believer is going to be is going to be a body exchange. What are you talking about? Well, your physical man now that's fallen and that will pass away. Amen. For the sinner as well as for the believer, it's going to pass away. Amen. This is this natural body. But in God's plan, in God's kingdom, what, listen, when this earthly tabernacle passes away, we have another one. Or another body, another tent, if you will. This is what I mean by a, a body exchange. The only thing that's going to happen for us when it's all said and done, and that aside from being granted to heaven, access to heaven, and, and all those other wonderful things, is, is that you're going to receive a new body. Amen. You're going to receive a new tent for your spirit. Your spirit is housed within your natural body. That natural body will pass away. But when you are a baptized, born-again believer in Christ, you, guess what? It don't matter because you you one of the one of the benefits that come along with that, amen, is the deed to a new body. Amen. So when this old one is gone, you're gonna get a new one. Amen. At the appointed time. So that th those are some good things. And that and, and and so you want to, so you want and you need to understand that. But but for you who are not saved, remember, you are dead because you're disconnected from God and you are dying. Because you're marching toward the final, to that final day, where if you have not gotten it right, you are going to be forever separated from God. And there's no coming back from that. Do you understand? When you are born again, believer of God, you're, listen, only your body, only the natural man is, is, is marching towards death. But your spirit is alive. You are living. And will, and will live. Amen. You'll be in the presence of you'll be in the presence of God. So 
those are things that you want to you you're going to want to 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 keep in mind now the the word of god in hebrews 12 and 2 tells us that the lord is the author so he's the one that starts out your story okay um and he's the one and and by that what we mean when we say when i say he stops starts out your story what i mean is is that you don't have any say over when you're born the the, the lord do you hear what i'm saying the lord allows that okay the lord allows you to be born amen Amen. God, God, he's the, he, he begin, he starts it out. You don't have a say on when you come here. Amen. That is a God determined thing. That is a God, that, that is a God, that's a God decision. Okay. So he is the author, but then also he is the finisher. Okay. So you don't, and, and meaning that when, when your, when your life is over, look at your life as a book. Okay. Look at it as a book. When your life is, is over. Okay. And, and, and you have, and you have exhausted all of the life that God has put within that natural body, when that is all exhausted and that's all gone, you understand? You won't be writing anything else to your life that, that, that you're done. You're, you understand? You are done at that point. I am done at, at that point. How it ends, meaning whether you end up in heaven or in hell, that's a God decision as well. Amen. Amen. God determines that he is the finisher of our faith. He is the author. God starts you out. You understand? And he is the finisher. Amen. Amen. He is the finisher of our story. Amen. 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 And amen. The, the, that, that, that he, he, he's the one. He's going to finish it up. He starts us all off and he finishes it all up. And then there, there are other connotations, there are other meanings that are within this. But for, for a purpose of where we're going, we're talking about it from this perspective. OK, we're really dealing with it from the perspective of a um, of, of a book. Do you understand? OK, because when we talk about our faith, OK, author and finisher of our our faith, we're not just talking about from the perspective of of our belief okay or whatnot but we're talking about it in the sense of re as representing our life our walk before god you understand our uh, the way we walk before god our life before god amen we're talking about that and god says i'm gonna start i start you off and i'm gonna finish you up the middle as we said before god allows you to architect so to speak or to write or to author the middle of the story. The middle of the story consists of the choices. It is a culmination or it is the it is the collection, if you will, of the choices that you have made and I make throughout this time of life that has been appointed to me. Amen. God has appointed all of us time. Amen. 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 And just as that's appointed, listen, it's appointed unto man once to die. And after that, the judgment. So you have, you, 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 we all only have a certain amount of time. You do not have forever to get this worked out, to get your soul right with God, to get where you're supposed to get. You don't have forever to do that. Now, some of us act like we do, but you don't. Okay. You don't. So you're going to need to get that together. You're going to need to get that worked out, get that right. You're going to need to get that done sooner rather than then later. Amen. 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 God allows you 
to architect the middle of the story. Now, if you want this story to work out the right way, then what you will do is, is that instead of authoring the, the story, the, the, the middle of the, 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 the contents of the book. So everything between the beginning and the end, amen, because God reserves that for himself, amen, that's reserved and you're not getting into that, amen, amen. But the best thing to do is although God will allow you to author it, the best thing for you and I to do is instead of choosing to author it, we choose to co-author. Amen. We choose to be God's co-author. In other words, Lord, you make the decisions and I'll obey. You tell me what to do and I'll say yes. Now, that's the that's the ideal thing. That's the best way to do it is to let God is to lean on God and not on the arm of the flesh. Amen. Now, those things are important. OK, because now when we start talking about addendums to our story. Amen. Amen. These are the things that will get added to the story. Amen. Amen. The Bible, the Lord tells us is very plain. He says, I, he, he tells us very plainly. Amen. That he knows the thoughts. Amen. That he thinks toward us. Amen. Jeremiah 29, 11, very plainly, he says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward thee or toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. Watch this, to give you an expected end, glory to God. Glory to God. He said, I know the thoughts I think towards you. They're thoughts of peace and not evil. And he says, to give you an expected end. What does that mean? It means that God knows, I told you the Lord, the word told us in Hebrews, that the Lord is the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. He starts us out and finishes us, us up. But when you read Jeremiah, he's telling you very something very plain. Not only is God the finisher of it, but God has an idea of how he wants your story to end. Do, do you hear what I'm saying? God got a plan for you is what I'm telling you. He's got a plan for your life. God has a plan to, for it to end. And it's not terrible. And it's not wicked. And, if, and do you hear what I'm saying? For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you and what? Expected in amen that what what are you saying i'm saying that god's in god's plan there is a desired outcome there's a good outcome there is a good ending and all, and all i'm trying to tell you is is that god has a desire to give your life story a good ending amen isn't that beautiful isn't that wonderful? That's when you, it, the word of God is so, you can't even make this up. The word of God is so wonderfully architect, the way God put it together, everything that you need to know. Listen, God is the author of your story and God is the finisher of your story. He lets you write the, the, the middle part. And if you, you want to do it all on your own, you can do it all on your own. But you need to know this. 
that although God allows you to write the middle of that story, God already has the God already has in mind a good ending for your story. God knows how he wants your story to end. Some of you listening to this, you listen, you're writing all kind of foolishness in your story. You're writing all kind of things that you don't need that don't need to be there. What do you mean you're writing those things? I mean what I mean is is that you are choosing to rebel against God. And it's killing you. You are messing your own self up. You're standing in your own way. You are poisoning yourself with yourself. I, me, and my. You won't lean on God. You won't rely on God. You won't turn to God. You won't humble before God. You won't submit or surrender to God. You got your own plan and your own thing. And you got your own idea of how your story should end. But let me tell you the difference. You have an idea of how your story should end. And God has an idea of how your story should end. But only one of you got the power to actually bring about your idea. And it's not you. It's not me. Do, do you? Do, I hope you're seeing. I hope you're catching it. I hope you're catching what, I'm, what, what, what we're laying down here. I hope I hope you hope you're getting it. See, you're living life by your own terms. Because you're chasing a dream that you are that you believe that you architect on your own. The problem is, is that you don't have the power within you. To give yourself a good ending. Because you can't write anything, you can't do anything. That overrides God's divine right to put a book into your story. What are you saying? I, I, I'm, I'm telling you this. This is what I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you that the best thing that you can do, the best thing that I can do, is work with and cooperate with God, surrender to God. Because as I write my life's story, I will only ever be able to write to a point. Just before the conclusion. Do, do, I, I hope you heard what I said. I hope you heard that. You and I, will only ever be able to write up until, up to the point, just before the conclusion. God always writes the conclusion. So what does that mean? It means this. If I'm only able to write up to the point, just before the conclusion, it then by necessity, what that means is, is that at the point my writing ends, my story is not over. See, my story, your story doesn't end where your ability ends. 
you're done writing. You have exhausted the life that has been invested in your body. So your writing is done. My writing is finished. But the story is not over. The story does not end until God writes the conclusion. And so what God has done has a give is that he has allowed you and I, while we may not be able to write the conclusion, he has allowed us the privilege of influencing the conclusion. If we will surrender to the Lord, turn from our wickedness, turn from our sin, and obey God and walk in his ways, then God says, when I see that, I will give you a good ending. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. This is the expected ending that he's talking about in Jeremiah 29 and 11. It's the good ending that God wants to give you, but he will not just give it to you on the strength of you want it. No, you got to obey God. You got to walk upright before God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You want that good? Listen, God says, I know how I want your story to end. But I'm not going to let you just live in sin and still hook you up. I'm not going to let you live in defiance and disobedience and still give you heaven. That's not going to happen, fam. That's not going to happen. Friend, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. He's the author and the finisher. And when you and I are done writing, the story is not over. So you and I best be concerned about what God is going to say, how God is going to end that story. And there's a surefire way to know how God is going to end that story. How do you know that? Because he put it in his word. You obey him, you follow him, you repent, you come to him, it's going it's to end good. You do your own stuff and go sideways and go contrary, it's going to end bad. Listen, there is only, listen, God, God, everybody's story gets concluded either in heaven or in hell. And God says, I'm going to allow you to influence which one, which ending I'm going to put you in. I'm going to assign to you. But the question, family, is what ending do you want? Listen to this. When you go back to our scripture in Jeremiah 29, amen, uh, or not Jeremiah 29, but go back to, 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 to Jeremiah uh Jeremiah 36. Amen. Amen. So when we, when we get back to, to our text, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 36, and we go through one through seven. Amen. And we, and, and, and as we have read that, amen, we learned a lot of good stuff in there. Okay. And it can, and, 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 and when we look at verse number three, I told you on last week that the Lord told us, you know, the Lord made it very plain. He gave us some insight as to why he's going through all of this, the rigmarole. Jeremiah is in prison. Amen. And, and, and so, and the Lord shows up to Jeremiah, not with a word of deliverance for Jeremiah, but he shows up with the word of deliverance for the people that Jeremiah had been tasked with uh, ministering to or prophesying to. Amen. So God shows up to Jeremiah while he's confined with the job. Amen. He didn't show up with a message of deliverance. Now we know that Jeremiah would eventually be delivered 
Amen. But 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 not yet in the and 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 as we are in our text, he is not yet there and he is not being delivered at this point. But what he is being delivered is he's having an assignment delivered unto him. And that's what happens in the first uh, couple verses of Jeremiah 36. An assignment gets delivered to him. But Jeremiah himself does not get delivered from his immediate um, confinement situation. He's in prison. He's in lockdown. So he doesn't have the freedom to go and to do the way that he wants to do. Now, when we look at verse number three, the Lord gives us a bit of insight. He gives us the reason. He gives Jeremiah the reason. Amen. Amen. And he says, it may be that the house of Judah will hear all the evil, which I purpose to do unto them, that they may return every man from his way. That they may return every way. It, that every man from his wicked ways, from his evilness, from his sin, from all of these different things, the reason why the Lord does it is because is, he did it was for the purpose that there might be somebody that would hear that word. Amen. That would hear what Jeremiah had been tasked with delivering. And it would give them a moment of pause. Amen. Amen. See, what you don't understand, may not understand, is, is that when it comes to the Lord, amen, when, when it comes to the Lord, he says, it may be that the house of Judah will hear all the evil which I purpose to do unto them. The Bible is very clear. That none but the righteous shall see God. It's very clear that you that that sin and unrighteousness is you, you're 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 not going to just get heaven on the strength of you wanting. You're not going to just get to walk up into heaven and do whatever it is that you that, that you want to do because you want to do it. it. It does not work that way. 1 Corinthians 6 and 9 says this. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Look at what you play, pay attention. Pay attention because this is God talking through the apostle and he is telling you something that you and I need to know. He says, know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, you need to understand very, very clearly. He says the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And then he goes into a description. He goes even further. But notice what he starts out with. He starts out telling you the unrighteous. Know you not that the unrighteous that means a person that is characterized by unrighteousness and godlessness. Now you need to understand something. If you are walking 
in a manner and doing all the things that constitute unrighteous. It doesn't matter how good you might feel you are or how, how many T's you feel you've crossed, how many I's you feel you've dotted as a person, how, how well and adjusted you are as a citizen of whatever country you live in and how it, listen, it does, it, listen, it does not matter if you, if you give all your money um, to the poor, you bestow all your goods on all the different people. And listen, it does not matter how many good, good nonprofit organizations and all sorts of things that you get involved with. And, 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 and all of the, listen, all of these different things, you got to understand something. The Bible lays out what is righteous to God. It lays out what it is. Okay. And, and to make it uh, and to make it easy for somebody, usually it's the opposite of everything that is not. So everything that he say don't do, obviously the opposite is the stuff that he wants you to do. Okay, so let's make it easy for somebody who gonna be who's gonna who's certainly gonna be like, but I don't know, brother Walker. What? But yes, you do. Yes, you do. The stuff that he told you not to do, do the opposite. What's the opposite of that stuff? What's the opposite of lying? Tell telling the truth. Well, guess what? That line up with God. What be the opposite of stealing? Not stealing. Oh, well, that lines up. What's the opposite of being stingy? Oh, sharing. Yeah, well, that do you hear what I'm saying? This is not family. This is not rocket science. God have made this thing so that even children can understand it. So please stop overcomplicating the way of God. The Bible says the word is nigh thee. In thy heart and in thy mouth. It's not far away. It's right here. Glory to God. He says, listen, the unrighteous, they're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. They're not getting in. Even though you have done all of these things that maybe by the world standards seem to be good and well-adjusted and all of these sorts of things, you got to understand. You got to make sure that the things that you're, that, listen, that the so-called good that you're doing, you got to make sure that that good, that right, that stuff is according to what God has, has requested of you. See, only, listen, only fulfilling what God has requested of us, doing the things that he has requested of us. That's what falls into the category. Of that, that, listen, that's, what, that, that, that's righteousness. Righteousness really in a nutshell is the things that God approves and God accepts. That, that, that's, that's really righteousness. It's what God has determined to accept. So if you keep doing things that's unacceptable to God, no matter how many, listen, other things that you're doing, if you continue to do the things that are unacceptable to God, you're not going to get in. You're not going to make it. I won't make it that way. I'm not going to get in. I, I hope you understand that. I hope this is a, I hope this is, this is plain. He says, listen, know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. 
Be not deceived. He said, don't even get this twisted. I don't want you to be confused. I don't want you to have any doubts. I don't want you to not know what's going on or what's happening. He says, be not deceived, neither fornicator. So now he starts spelling it all out for us because some of you will be like, well, you know what? I don't know. I just did a little of this or a little of that. Okay. So now I got to break it down because you're coming up with excuses. So here they go. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. Amen. Now I want you to notice, neither fornicators, one, idolaters, two, adulterers, three, effeminate, four, abusers of themselves with mankind, five, and he's got others. Four of those five things, and really only five, depending on how what you do, <laughs> have to do with sexual immorality. I don't know if you caught that. The first ones that he named. Literally four, if not all five of them, in some way have to deal with sexual immorality. Many of you thinking that you can be as promiscuous as you want to be. And you still going to heaven. No, you're not. You cannot. I'll make it plain for you. You can't go around sleeping with everybody. You can't do You can't go sleeping around. You can't go doing sleep. Listen, man, you can't go. You certainly can't go sleeping with no other men. But you also may not go sleeping with women who are not who is a woman who is not your wife all right let's make it plain that means you can't go sleeping with your girlfriend or your friend with benefits and all that other foolishness you can't do that woman you can't do that see the world has presented that it's a badge of honor to have so many partners that you sleep with or even to share and pass your partners around but then, then hold on wait a minute Wait a minute. That's devilish. And you cannot do it. I cannot do it. Amen. I know it ain't saying the stuff that you want to hear, but these are the things that you need to hear. Now watch what he's going to keep going on. And he says, nor thieves. Now he got noticing. Now he got to get to the other stuff too. Because see, you it's going to be because because see, then the thieves think they got they they it don't apply to them. Because everybody who walking in sin. And who don't have no have no intention of turning away from it seems to want to find a way to justify what they're doing and thinking that they exempt and it's gonna be all right. Nah, you ain't, ain't gonna be all right. Nor thieves. But I, I just got all I did was took some bubble gum. Nor thieves. But I just took it on. I, I I just took it on accident. But you didn't give it back when you knew what happened. Nor thieves. But all I took was just a little this or a little bit of that. I'm not. A, I'm not a thief. How many times do you have to steal before you be labeled as a thief? What you you you, you steal seven times and then a bell goes off? 
Last time I checked, you take one thing that don't belong to you that make you a thief. These are plain things. These are these are not hidden things. These are very basic things. But we're talking about them. See, because a lot of you not hearing no preaching like this. You're not hearing no teaching. Nobody's telling you the the, the just the plain cold hard truth of it all that you need to straighten up and fly right before God or you're not making it. But I'm telling it to you. I'm telling it to you because I ain't trying to go to hell for not telling you. I'm on the hook for telling it to you the way that God got it. And I'm my goodness. I mean to give it to you just the way God got it. I don't care if you if you choke on it, I'm going to give it to you. My goodness, I'm going to give you exactly what God told us to give. And if it choke you, may it choke you to the point that you cough up all that sin. Because that's what you need to cough up. You need to come up off of that sin that you are loving, that you are hiding, that you are nursing, that you are nourishing because it's taking you to hell. Sin is a silent killer. And some of you are going to hell with a smile on your face, but you ain't going to be smiling when you get there. I'm trying to help you wake up right now. Yeah, I know this and I know this, this. These words will sometimes seem like, man, this you 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 choking me out, man. Listen, hey, it, it choked me out till I till I had to cough up that sin. May it do the same thing to you. May it get so hard to swallow that you that 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 something gotta come up. And that what stuff that come up is sin. Glory to God. Glory to God. Because you can't make it that way with sin. Just all present in your life. You're not going to make it that way. It says, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. But the Bible says something very interesting in verse number 11 of 1 Corinthians chapter 6. He says, and such were some of you. Such were some of you. Listen, this stuff that I named out, It'll take you straight to hell. But ain't none of this stuff that I name. None of this stuff. Stronger than God's ability. To wash it out of your life. See, all that stuff will take you to hell. But it ain't set in stone. And that it can be washed away. It can be washed off of you if you will surrender. He said, and such were some of you, but ye were washed. Ye were sanctified. Ye were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the spirit of our God. It don't have to be your end. It doesn't have to be your end. He says, know you not the unrighteousness and all. And then he gives you all those other things, which, which I just gave you. God is not playing. The reason why this is here is because God does not want you to be confused as to what's going on. You can't slick your way past God and then think you're going to end up in heaven. See, listen, those that make it to heaven intentionally make it to heaven. 
not unintended. There, there will be nobody who accidentally gets to heaven. You understand? You cannot get to heaven on accident. It must be purposeful. It must be intentional. It must be planned. How do you plan it? How, 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 how do you do that, Brother Walker? By obeying the Lord Jesus Christ, obeying the word, doing what God says do. That's proper planning. When you do that, you are planning for heaven, brother, sister. You are planning for heaven. Amen. Amen. Says such were, were some of you. When you go back to, to Jeremiah, he says, it may be that the house of Judah will hear all the evil which I purpose to do unto them. Now, I just read you the scripture in Corinthians. You have to understand, when you read that scripture in, in, in Corinthians, verses 9 and 10, amen, where he's telling you who's not going to inherit it or whatever, you, you need to understand something. This is the evil, or this is the bad. When the Bible says, it go, when we, in our, in, listen, when we look at our scripture in verse 3, and he says, it may be that the house of Judah will hear all the evil, amen, which I purpose to do unto them, okay? So what that's talking about, simply, let me modernize that for you, what he's saying, it may be that they will hear the hear of the punishment that I intend to invoke on them. That's what he's talking about, the punishment. Now, when you fast forward to 1 Corinthians 6 and 9, God is, he's detailing through the apostle Paul, the punishment that God intends to levy against or into implement or invoke upon those that fall into the category of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. And I'm trying to tell you something, that there is a punishment, there is an evil, if you will, because when he talks about evil in this context, what he's talking about is the punishment. There is a punishment that God intends to give you. And some of you don't understand while you walking and having, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the best day ever while you're doing the worst thing ever. You don't realize what's going on. Is that God has spoken against your foolishness and he intends to drop the hammer on you. My goodness, there's an evil. There is a punishment, if you will. That God has spoken against you. All the while you lying. All the while you sleeping around. All the while you stealing. All the while you being a terrible employee. All the while you abusing kids. All the while you abusing others. All the while you're doing all of this and you're doing all of that. All the while you're smoking all these drugs and you're doing running all that dope and all these other things. All the while you're doing this. There's a punishment. An evil that's been spoken against you. My goodness, I told you, I, this is a hard word. I'm trying to make sure that you get it. I don't. I know. I know it's hard or whatever. But you got to cough up that sin. You got to come out of that stuff. You got to come out of that wickedness. The Lord told Jeremiah, "There is an evil that I intend to. That there's a punishment that I intend to evoke on these people. But I don't want it to be like that. So I'm sending you with a word, Jeremiah." to let them know before the hammer falls that there is a hammer that's about to fall. Wake up and see. 
It's, it's high time to, to arise. It's high time to wake up. The hammer's about to fall. The punishment is about to fall. Chastisement is about to fall. Judgment is about to fall. Wake up. He says, Jeremiah, I'm sending you over there because it just may be that there's somebody that's going to wake up and that's going to hear. Will you wake up today? Will that be you? Please let it be you. Please let it be you. Because it's high time to wake up. It's high time to wake up. Romans 13, 11. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. He said it's high time to wake out of the sleep. How long are you going to sleep? While your soul remains in jeopardy, how long are you going to sleep? While God is planning <laughs> your downfall because he planning it. My goodness, did you hear what he said in, in Jeremiah 36 and 3? It may be that they, the house of Judah may hear all the evil, what which I purpose to do on it. I mean, I put it together. God said, I, I, got, I got a plan for their downfall. I got, I, 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 my glory, to, glory to God. God said that that wickedness is not going on punishment. God said, I, 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 I'm, plot, I, I'm plotting it out. I'm putting it together. It's, I, I, but I don't want to hit them with that. I want them to wake up. And God is telling you and he's telling me the same thing. It's time to wake up. Stop playing with God, family. Stop playing with God, friend. Stop playing with God, acquaintance. Stop playing with God. It's time to wake up. Your soul is in trouble. And God don't want it to end that way. I told you in Jeremiah, he said, I know the thoughts that I think toward thee. Thoughts of peace and not evil. To give you an expected end. He says, I know how I want it to end. But your sin and unrighteousness is going to make me end it the way I don't want it to end. And it's going to be the way you don't want it to end. It's high time to wake up. And I, I listen, I, I hope this, this word is burning your britches. Because I know, listen, I, hey, listen, that's the way the way to work. That's the way the word of God works. It burned down all that sin. It burned it down. Leave you no rock to hide under. Uncover all of it. You in trouble. Mr. and Miss so-called believer, but you're still, but you're sleeping around. 
Because you call yourself have gotten lonely. Listen, you, listen, you, you canceling your flight. You can't do that. Mr. and Mrs. Anger, you're operating all that anger and all that bitterness. Mad at everything. You're unforgiving, heartless, all this kind of stuff. All the, Listen. And all the while you're claiming to be a child of God. Listen, you don't understand. You're walking around with a council, with a with a canceled ticket to heaven. Don't buy into that foolishness that tell you once saved, always saved. It ain't true. No, it ain't. Jesus said, you got to listen, be faithful unto death. It may be that the house of Judah will hear. Jeremiah 36, 3. All the evil which I purpose to do unto them. It may be that when they hear what's coming, when they hear the chastisement, the the, 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 that, that, the, the judgment that's on its way, it may be that that's enough to wake up. And I'm praying that for some of you, that this word of warning is enough to wake you up, to arouse you, wrestle you out of your sleep so that you will repent of your sin and that you will turn to God, that you will obey what the word says. Again, Acts chapter two. Verse 36. It's not complicated. It's not complicated at all. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made th that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and unto the rest of the apostle, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent, be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and ye shall receive, receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Well, Brother Walker, what about uh, my, my, my uncle or my, my cousin, my, my children and my this and my, and my dad and, and I don't, and, 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 and truth be told, I don't even know if I can do it or whatever for this, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words, did he testify and exhort saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. It's for you. It's for your aunt and your uncle, grandparents and cousins, amen, in-laws and friends, Children's and, and children and siblings. It's for all of us. It is for you. Don't disqualify yourself and count yourself out. God's already counted you in. All you got to do is obey that. That's all you got to do. Obey that. Brothers and sisters, we are going to conclude 
lesson eight here. Amen. And when we come back, we will jump into, amen, um, verse uh, number four. And, um, and we'll go as far as we can with that. Um, there may be a little bit more to verse number three that we um, that we will talk about, because now when we get into verse three, what we're talking about is, is God's willingness to give second chances. So there are a few things that I do want to talk about that I will stress about um, uh, um, and uncover in regards to God giving um, a second chance, because there's some really, really good stuff that we don't want to miss. And we're right there. We're going to get into all of that. But we have technically wrapped up verse number three for the most part. Um, again, might be just a little bit there and we'll be heading into verse number four um, and beyond Lord willing. But as we said before, it's going to be what God gives us and not what we ourselves decide that we're going to do. So brothers and sisters, have a wonderful Sunday and a wonderful rest of the week. God bless you. I will go ahead and stop the recording here. Wow.